family night is how we're doing this. So kids, you're going to hang out with us and stay. Uh, if you get the wiggles or you guys need to move around, that's totally fine. You can go in the back. We just need to keep the volume down a little bit. Uh, but we got colors for you. So if you're a kid or you, you think you're a kid, uh, on the back table there, we got crayons and we got papers that you can grab so you can do a little bit of coloring. Um, honestly, when I was in college, um, I wasn't really a good note taker. I type on my computer sometimes, but the way that I remembered a lot was by doodling. Um, so it might actually help you listen to Pastor Ryan today as he brings the word. Um, also, we are collecting candy. We have, I think there might be another bag or two that got donated. So I think we got probably 16 bags of candy back there, which sounds like a ton of candy. But I was talking with Charles earlier, <laughs> and we were joking that as soon as the neighborhood kids find out that we're passing out free candy, uh, 16 bags would be gone in, what did you say, 2.1 seconds, right? So if you, guys, if you guys wouldn't mind, next time you stop by the grocery store, just pick up an extra bag. That way we can bring them here. Uh, hopefully, we'll see if uh, everything comes to place, but I called the Maricopa County Sheriff's, and I talked to their sergeant, and he said, hey, we're going to send out a couple squad cars as long as there's nothing too crazy happening in the area. So looks like the police department might be coming out and hanging out with us, turning the lights on, letting the kids see the vehicles. I'm really excited about having some friends out there. Um, and then we'll see. I mean, the fire department's around the corner. If I go ring the doorbell and bring the baby and say, can you come to my event? Maybe they'll show up. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to work, but we'll try to get them there. With that being said, next Sunday, uh, 5 p.m., uh, we, if you guys can be here, 4.45, 5 p.m., that way we can set up, uh, get all the cars set up. We're going to park all of our cars, uh, they pulled in, kind of, if this makes sense. So, like, the parking lot back there, rather than doing the angles that we have right now that we typically park in, if everybody just wants to face the Mesa Christian Academy, so your lights are facing towards here, so your trunks are out to the parking lot, it'll be easier to keep it lit um, and then we'll just kind of line everybody up. I think at this point in time, we got like seven or eight cars, so thank you so much. Um, if you have any other friends or you got a neighbor, hey, come on out. We'll provide the candy for you. Um, again, that's why we're doing the collection. But be here about 4.45, 5 p.m. to set up. We're going to pull out the barbecue. We're going to grill up some hot dogs, maybe some hamburgers, uh, have some fun, play on the playground, uh, and just in, in, invite our friends. Uh, love this community. Hopefully, uh, we've, we've done enough to, to reach this community. I don't know, maybe you've seen our Facebook ad or not, but we're just going to have fun. Sun will set. We'll uh, show off our Halloween costumes. Uh, my family is being Spidey and his amazing friends, so you'll see Spider-Man. Spider-Man will show up. He's about three feet tall, but Spider-Man's there. So, what's up, Holly? Are you really? I love that movie. That's a great Disney movie. And then... Uh, the car is Nemo, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, we're rolling into this new season. It's not new, but it's a season that we go into every year called Advent. Advent starts the last Sunday of November. So we're going to do like a, a family Thanksgiving the week before, um, and then we're going to do, um, do a leftovers dinner the last week of November. When we come back together as a church, um, we're going to do what's called leftovers. So instead of trying to do a whole nother Thanksgiving after just having Thanksgiving with your family. Bring the leftovers. Let's have some turkey sandwiches. Let's, let's share all our good goodies, have some pie, maybe a bit too much whipped cream. But that'll be the first Sunday of Advent, which will start off our new series that it's Let Us Adore Him. You can get one of these books for five bucks, or if you don't have five bucks and you want to join us, just take it. It's fine. We, we can cover it. But if you can pay five bucks just to help cover some of the cost. Um, grab one because we're going to start a Zoom Bible study once a week that follows this book. This is a daily study 
a daily study that you can do throughout the entire season of Advent from the last Sunday of November through Christmas Day. So take this, do it with your family, just grab one, read it together, and then like I said, we're going to be doing our Zoom Bible studies using the Let Us Adore Him study. I'm really excited. There's a lot, there's a lot that we're, uh, that's happening. We got some new news that's coming. I'm really excited to talk about, but can't do it tonight. So I think that's all I got. Would you guys just stand with me as we step into worship together? We're going to pray, um, and then Joel's going to lead us. Uh, he's going to pastor us through this time of worship. Lord God, thank you for this family. Thank you for the love that they have, have extended to, to my family this week as they have donated meals and time and they've cared for us in incredible ways. Lord God, thank you for sending the table to, to my life this week. And Lord God, I just pray that we as the table would step forth into this calling of loving our neighbors like you love us. Lord God, that we would, we would take our mission seriously as we are this community of Christ that gathers at the table to serve and love one another. And Lord God, I pray that we would step into that this week. Be with us as Ryan continues this, this great series on what is the Bible. Bless him. Let his words be, be not his, but, but yours, God, as we continue to dive in and, and dissect this, uh, <laughs> this book of many books and stories and history and, and songs and poems, Lord God. We love you so much. Thank you for this day. Amen. All right, go ahead and stay standing. Trevor, are you joining me on Cajon? Sweet. I just changed my strings. Hopefully this is the time. So there's two things that happen when you change your strings. They stay in tune for a month. They go out of tune every two notes. So we're hoping for the stay in tune a month. How a Savior came from glory Who gave his life on Calvary To save a wretch like me Heard about his groaning His precious blood's atoning I repented of my sin And won the victory Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory. Beneath the cleansing blood, I heard about his healing, his cleansing power revealing. I made the lame to walk again and caused the blind to see. Then I heard, dear Jesus, come and heal my broken spirit. Somehow Jesus came and brought to me the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He 
sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere i knew him and all my love is due him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood oh victory in jesus my savior forever he sought me and he bought me with his redeeming blood he loved me ere i knew him and all my love is due him he plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing blood i heard an old old story how a savior came from glory how he gave his life on calvary to save a wretch like me Amen. Man, uh, that's one of those oldies that as a kid I did not appreciate. Uh, and those words are just so good. So good. can't comprehend your infinitely beautiful and perfect love. Oh, I've dreamed dreams of majesty as brilliant as a billion stars. They're never bright enough After all you are Holy you are Holy you are Holy Oh God. And I will sing a song for you, my God, with everything I have in me, but it's never loud enough after all. Heaven and earth are full 
full of your glory, your glory. My heart overflows, full of your glory, your glory. So blessed is he who reigns, full of your glory, your glory. And my cup can contain all of your glory, your glory. found after all you are holy you are holy oh holy you are Thou, O Lord, art I 
Stuart, thank you so much for this time together. Um, thank you for the opportunity to use the sound equipment, to use the extra effects, to add to the ambiance. But Lord, thank you that above all, even if we had none of it, it would be just as real. That it's icing on an amazingly delicious cake. <laughs> um, Lord, thank you for your glory, your presence. And we truly exalt you. Thank you. Amen. All right. I'm going to try to keep it short tonight because I know we got limited attention spans in the room. And I'm not just talking about Joel. So. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. We're going to pray. We're going to pray. So what do we get? Kids, what do we do when we pray? Close our eyes. Bow our heads. Um, dear God, thank you for tonight. Uh, thank you for a chance to be uh, your kingdom and to just be family together, uh, whether that's uh, messy or not. God, I pray that uh, my words tonight are, my, are your words, they're not mine, and that um, my message can connect with those who are here or who might be watching later online. pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen. And I'm already starting off by seeing my daughter. <laughs> okay. So, when I was a kid, uh, summer vacation and or uh, staying home for, from school, sick, meant two things. Um, I'm sure some of you have the same, similar experiences. Uh, one of those things was Price is Right with Bob Barker. One dollar, Bob, one dollar. And for me, the other thing was Matlock reruns. I used to love watching myself some Matlock. I don't know why. Well, actually, I do know why, because that's what I'm going to talk about. <laughs> uh, before, when they were original, before they were reruns, that's right. Well, when I was a kid growing up, I remember there would be Matlock reruns. For those of you who might not know who Matlock is, he was, a, he was a defense attorney, and every, every new episode, he got a new client. They were always innocent. They never did the thing that they said that they were being accused of. And by the end of the episode, uh, Malloc didn't just prove that somebody else did it. He got them to admit that they, that they did it on the stand in front of an open courtroom somehow. It was always a miracle. And so I started thinking about this idea of, of, of mysteries. Why do we like to watch shows about mysteries, unsolved mysteries. P.S., by definition, all mysteries are unsolved. Um, but I, I remember growing up, it wasn't just I would watch Matlock reruns during the day. I watched Law & Order episodes with my, my dad after, after school. I would watch Murder, She Wrote. You'd think I grew up in a pretty horrible home, but it was, it was pretty good, actually. Uh, and at, at a certain time, when I was a kid, I got really into reading Sherlock Holmes books. Um, I'm sure everybody kind of goes through that phase. One of my favorite Disney movies as a kid was The Great Mouse Detective. Anybody, anybody ever watch that one? Yeah. Uh, and then growing up, I kind of kept going. Uh, you know, I got really into John Grisham books, true crime podcasts. There's, if you have Peacock, you can watch 24 hours, 24-7 of Dateline. I, I know these things. <laughs> and I swear I'm just not a, a total weirdo. Uh, but there's something in our in humanity that we like mysteries, um, or something even in our culture that we love uh, true crime. 
Mystery is, is, is regularly the number one literature genre that's sold and, and checked out of, of, of libraries. Uh, since 2014 and the, the launch of the serial podcast, uh, true crime podcasts have become like the number one genre of podcasts. And there's just something inside of us that we love to have just a good old fashioned whodunit. We love to put together the, the, the pieces of the puzzle we love to to figure out who who's going to be who's going to be the bad guy at the end of the end of, end of the episode or the end of the book or the end of the story. And part of the reason I think we do this is because we just like to solve the puzzle. We like to see what's going on. We like to figure it out. And so, what does this have to do with what is the Bible? Some of you are probably sitting there and asking, and I, I'm here to answer. The Bible, in a lot of times, is a mystery. It, 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 it is a witness. It is a testimony to the, the mystery. The, the questions that we often ask ourselves, you know, why am I here? What's the meaning of life? The Bible is here to answer those questions for us. Last week, we, we kind of covered about how the Bible sometimes has some contradictions or sometimes uh, can, can make us ask different questions. And what I'm here to tell you is that the Bible is the best, provides the best testimony to the reason of all of our questions, and that is Jesus. I started off our, our, our series last week by saying that the Bible isn't the same as God, and that oftentimes we can kind of put it up at the same level as God, but it's not the same. Instead, what it does is it, it testifies to the truth of, of, of God. It provides testimony to Jesus. <laughs> and just like any witness, we need to examine it. We need to ask it questions. We need to see what the answers it gives us. Because we believe that the Bible isn't just true. We believe it's true because it tells us about Jesus. Jesus, as we talked about last week, is is the reason for our faith, but the Bible testifies to who Jesus is. I'm stealing something from the Bible Project, but kind of the, the thesis of this series is that the Bible, the Bible is a, tells a unified story that leads to Jesus. And for it to tell that unified story, it has to be a trustworthy, a trustworthy witness. Paisley, come sit down. It has to be a trustworthy witness. It has to be reliable. It has to be something that we can, we can ask it questions and know that we are getting the answers, not just of me as a human being, but answers that God is giving us. So if I were to ask you guys to open to the beginning of your Bible... A lot of us would open up to Genesis chapter 1. But I'm going to throw a little wrench in that expectation tonight. And I'm going to open up to the beginning of my Bible in Luke chapter 24. The verse, first nine verses, it says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, 
But when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wandering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you? While he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day, and be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. Paisley, come sit down. She's my daughter, so I can yell at her. <laughs> the reason why I, had, I started at Luke chapter 24 and I started with the resurrection of Jesus is because without the resurrection, the rest of the Bible doesn't make sense. The Bible tells us who God is and tells us who Jesus is because that is the point of the Bible. The point of the Bible is to lead us to the person of Jesus Christ. Through the death and resurrection of Jesus, we have been given the same power that he is in that death does not get to have the last say in our lives. Death isn't the, isn't the ultimate end. We believe that God has called us to something even more. And the truth about the Bible is, is that, that it, is, it provides a good, solid witness. A lot of people today will say, well, the Bible was just written a long time ago. The Bible is a, is a bunch of stories that some you know, people copied down and it was like the, the game of telephone and, and it kind of got changed over time. Or some of my people might even say that Jesus didn't even live. And that couldn't be further from the truth. There's different scientific techniques that prove that, that God, that, that not, not, not God, but that Jesus lived over 2,000 years ago. He didn't just live, he had a following. He had people who, who wrote down his words. I, I have about a three-minute video I'm going to skip tonight because I think we're running a little bit behind. Um, but it talks about how of ancient manuscripts, the Bible is one of the most certain things that we, can, we, we know of, especially the New Testament, because the New Testament um, was started getting written down so soon after the life and death and resurrection of Jesus. And so, why does it matter? It matters because God loves us, and God is love. It matters because the message of the Bible is a message of hope. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. 1 John 4, 9 through 11. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. Romans 5, 8 but God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, 
Christ died for us. And then Romans chapter 8, verses 37 through 39. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither the height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The reason we, we need to follow the Bible, the reason we need to hear the testimony of the Bible is because it tells us who God is and, who, and who, what his love means for us. And because God loved us and because God sacrificed his son and because Jesus rose from the dead, we have been given new power. Because God loved us, we are called to love others. Because Jesus died for us, we are called to die to ourselves and to serve others. And because Jesus rose again, we have given the power that we, we have the opportunity to defeat death. And we get to invite others to be with us in that. Last week I talked about how the Jesus movement, the story of, of Jesus' death and resurrection defeated, defeated one of the most powerful empires in the history of the world, in Rome. And that story is what the story of the Bible tells us today. And so, because of that, we need to get to know the Bible. We need to inspect the Bible. We need to examine, to, to ask it the right questions. And yeah, sometimes we find that there's things that seem to contradict itself. Or there, there, there might be things that confuse us or, or they, might, they might not make sense to us in our, in our heads. And that's more of a reason to read and examine the Bible even more. Last week I, I, I shared with you about a fact about how I, take the, I, I say I take the Bible seriously, not literally. My faith isn't defined on whether or not there was a literal six-day creation. Some people believe that. Awesome. My faith isn't defined on whether or not Jonah was swallowed by a fish and lived three days in his belly and then was spat up again three days later. Some people believe that literally happened. That's awesome. But my, my faith is defined on whether or not a man named Jesus lived and walked this earth, performed miracles, told the world about God's kingdom, and died and then came back to life again. That's where my faith lies. And that's what the Bible testifies to today. The Bible testifies, we can believe the Bible is true because it testifies who Jesus is and Jesus is true. I grew up in a, in a house where sometimes asking questions about faith and God and the Bible were kind of shunned, not shunned, but they weren't always encouraged. And whether my, my parents or, or my church meant to do that, I just, I, I just knew sometimes I wasn't supposed to ask those questions. And what I'm here to tell you is that if the Bible is true and Jesus is true, then we shouldn't be afraid of the truth. We shouldn't be afraid to ask questions of the Bible. We shouldn't be afraid to learn more about who God is 
through the words of Scripture. So, this week I want to challenge everybody here, everybody who might be watching online. I want to challenge everybody to take 10 to 15 minutes and find one book of the Bible. I'd suggest it be a smaller book, maybe one of the epistles in the New Testament, maybe a James or Corinthians or Colossians or Philippians. Read one, two, three chapters and read those same chapters every single day for three or four days a week. You don't even have to do it seven days a week. Three or four days for 10 to 15 minutes. And begin to pray that God will speak to you through those words. Begin to pray that God will reveal Jesus to you through those words. And if you come up with questions, and if you come up with doubts, and you come up with maybe, hey, I don't really understand what this is going, or, or maybe this is making you think of something else, write those things down. And if you're brave enough, we have a Facebook group, which I think almost everybody here is in. If you're brave enough, go into the Facebook group and say, hey, I've been reading this, the, this book, this chapter this week. Here's a couple questions I have. And I'm going to tell you right now, I might not know all the answers. <laughs> and, some, and Pastor Trevor might not know all the answers. <laughs> but in beginning to ask questions about the Bible, we can begin a dialogue amongst ourselves. And that's what the church is supposed to do. The church is supposed to encourage each other and to help us grow in our faith and our knowledge of, God, of, the, of the Bible, of Scripture. And I think that that's an awesome thing to do. And maybe, um, maybe the week after, you read another two or three chapters and just read the same chapters every single day and just say, pray to God and say, God, reveal yourself to me through this text. Allow me to find questions that I can, I can ask and I can, I, can be grow, I can grow in my faith throughout the week. And if you don't understand everything, that's fine. There's plenty of resources out there. Uh, the Bible app, which we use for our, our announcements and stuff like that, has reading plans. And it'll, and it'll have a little, bit of a little bit of commentary that goes along with it. Um, if you want to buy like a, a study Bible that has got notes in it, it, you can do that. Or you can get a commentary. Maybe you're reading through a book. You can ask Pastor Trevor or myself, hey, do you have a commentary on this book? Odds are we do. And, and maybe you can start reading through that. Or the Bible Project videos that I mentioned before, I used for my sermon a couple weeks ago. The Bible Project has some awesome videos. They have a video on every single book of the Bible, at least one video on them. There's some, some books they have two or three. And they have videos about different topics, about different subjects, and about just, they have a whole series on how to read the Bible. And that can be your devotion. It doesn't have to be, oh, I just sit down and I read, I read this boring book that I don't understand, which is, when I was growing up, that's kind of how I thought of it. I had, to, I had to read this boring book that I didn't understand, and I didn't feel like I was allowed to ask questions about but maybe you spend some time and you watch these videos and you kind of get to know the kind of the backstory. You get to know the themes of these books. And then imagine what would happen if we all did this, if we all took this seriously, if we all t spent 10 to 15 minutes 
three, four days a week, reading our scriptures, asking questions, going to one another. I mean, you don't have to just write on Facebook. You can, do, you can send a text. Send a text. Hey, I don't understand this. Do you have, do you have a question? Can you help me out with this? And just start encouraging each other in our reading and understanding of the Bible every day. Um, so that's what I wanted to end, you, end, end with today. So last week we started with the Bible isn't. The Bible isn't the same as God. It's not, it's not equal to God. The Bible tells us who God is. And today we're going with the Bible is true because Jesus is true. The Bible is true because Jesus is true. The reason why I want to study the Bible is because I want to learn more about Jesus. And I want to learn more about who he is. And if we all took that seriously, if we all did that every single day, I think not only would we grow closer to God, I think our church would grow closer to God. I think more people would want to join us to grow closer to God. I think we can do some awesome, awesome things. All right, let me go ahead and pray, and uh, we'll do communion, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get going. God, thank you for this uh, time together. Um, Lord, I just thank you for children. Thank you for the mysteries that they get to explore. And thank you for um, sometimes things get messy. And sometimes things don't go as planned. But know that that brings us closer together. God, I just thank you for the people that you have brought here tonight. And thank you for encouraging me, for every single one of them have encouraged me in some way tonight, Lord. And God, I thank you for the Bible. I thank you for the ways that it teaches us. It shows us who you are. It teaches us about your love for us. And it teaches us about who Jesus is. We pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen.